0: Brethren and sisters, we welcome you to the temple and hope you will find joy in serving in the house of the Lord this day. Come,
1: let us go down. We will go down now,
2: We will go down, if This whole past year I had been waiting for my time to go into the temple after joining the Mormon church. And I'd heard there were some crazy things, but my time there was not so bad. No old guys touching me naked. No women covering their faces with veils. I've returned and I'll report that. It's only mildly cultish now. T-t-t- temple changes. To phase out the strange. Temple changes. Now, even less like the Masonic one. T-t-t-t-t- temple changes. No more black skin for the demonic one God may change things For he's the same all the time uh, hmm. I watched a pleasant little PowerPoint show And heard nothing of slitting throats Or disembowelment Those things are still there in symbolic ways But does it matter? If you don't know that And these women They don't covenant To obey their husbands anymore I guess misogyny was only meant For generations who came before Temple changes Temple changes No more vengeance for the prophet Job. Temple changes, these are the changes. No Pele ale or evil priests and popes. God may change things, for He's the same all the time. New revelations are coming through. It has nothing to do with the pulse from focus groups t temple changes. these out the strange Temple changes. No more fourth wall breaking Lucifer. t temple changes. These out the strange Temple changes. Twenty minutes shorter than it was before. God may change things. For He's the same all the time. But really nothing ever changed at all what they'll say in some
3: time. He set the temple ordinances to be the same forever and ever, and set Adam to watch over them, to reveal them from heaven to man. Joseph Smith, History of the Church, Volume (laughs) 4.
1: This is Infants on Thrones, the philosophies of men mingled with humans. We are the core. Welcome back to Infants on Thrones. I'm Glenn Ostlund, and this is episode 562, Temple Ch-Ch-Changes, which almost sounds like ch-ch-ching, but I don't think that there's any monetary incentive behind any of these changes at all. Do you? Anyway, that excellent parody song that you heard in the intro was from Weird Alma, a.k.a. Eric, but don't tell anyone his real name, Okay. And today, I sit down with Eric to talk about the temple ch-ch-changes that inspired that song. But first, some welcome to 2019 business. Alright, first of all, Infants on Thrones recently hit 6 million total downloads. 6 million. How many of those were you? It's quite a large number. Thank you for those of you who have contributed to that number over the past six-plus years and still find it interesting enough to keep listening in. Now, as for this past year, uh, 2018, Infants on Thrones released 130 episodes to the general public and then an additional 40 episodes of Patreon-only content. So that's roughly 170 episodes in 2018. Now, there are 52 weeks in a year, so if you do math better than me, and I think almost everybody does math better than me, that's a little more than three episodes per week. Now, granted, about 40 of those episodes were listener essays created by many of you, and those pretty much ran daily in those months where we run those contests, but three episodes a week is a pretty impressive pace. So, once again, thank you for helping us achieve that. But things are going to change in 2019. Now, I expect we'll still end up averaging around two to three episodes per week, but the bulk of those will be Patreon-only content. So instead of having 130 general public episodes to 40 on Patreon-only, it'll be more like 40 episodes to the general public and 130 to Patreon. Something like that. So if you haven't joined Patreon already, please do where for as little as $1 per episode, capped at whatever monthly limit, you decide you will have access to a shit-ton more content. And if a shit-ton doesn't sound very appealing to you, then maybe you just don't actually know what a shit-ton actually is. Maybe one of you can write a listener essay about the value of shit-tons. I don't know. Those listener essays will continue to be publicly available episodes, by the way. And speaking of listener essays... I am pleased, very pleased, supremely pleased to announce the winners of our most recent November Listener Essay Contest. So coming in at third was Ron. That was episode 555, Julie Said Goodbye. Congratulations, Ron. $50 to you. Coming in at second was Fred. That was episode 550, Eve's Endowment. That's $100 to you. And... uh, a high five for being so spot on, Fred, with the the change changes that were about to come. You you saw it, man. You got it. And then, of course, demolishing everyone in the contest. It was the lazy. It's the lazy valedictorian herself, Nicole. That was episode five fifty-two. The lazy valedictorian. Duh. Keep up. And that's $200 coming to you, Nicole. Congratulations. Now, just to show how much I care. You're the best around.
0: No one does listener essays better than you. You're the best
1: around. (coughs) And for the rest of you who submitted essays, you will also be getting emails from me later this week with your voter feedback. And then we'll do this listener essay contest again in March. Let's say March. Now, I already have five essays rolling over from November Contest, so I just need a few more. If you're interested in making yours one of them and participating in our next Listener Essay Contest, record an essay, email it to us at infantsomthrones at gmail.com, and I'll get you into the next round of Listener Essays. Now that does it for our business, so let's just jump into this conversation that I had with Eric. It was pretty impromptu. I expect that you'll be hearing other discussions about these temple changes from other infants besides myself. There are some things in the works for that, so this won't be the only thing that you'll hear. But it's interesting, and it's interesting to find out more about Eric, and we talk about the different things that he mentions in his song. And I hope you enjoy it, because it's a good episode. So enjoy.
3: Hello. You're
1: going to use your theater. Okay, well, I have started recording now. So, so what, what do you want to go by? Do you want to go by Eric? Do you want to go by Weird Alma? Let's do Weird Alma, Okay. I think. Do, do you keep Eric close to the vest where you don't want that
3: getting out? Well, you, I, I said that. And then, you know, a year ago, I was on uh, Infants and, and Mormon Stories and said my name anyway. So. And it didn't make any damn difference to your life, did it? It, it didn't really, ruin it. It really didn't uh, I, and and you know the thing is I was super stressed uh, yeah not not so much about yeah. infants because I figured I figured your audience you know what <laughs> they they know what they're getting there yeah, but I, I know Mormon stories you know it kind of spans a little bit more broader and I figured, oh oh. I was li- I was literally halfway through that interview and starting to panic a little bit. I don't know. Oh gosh! Uh, yeah. Like, oh my gosh! Some of my family, my 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 in law family is huge and and very very, you know, believing Mormon and, and wonderful, by the way. But yeah, I started to think, you know, project a lot of things. Like, oh, if they hear this and they find out, and they're never going to want to talk to me again. As far yeah. as I as far as I know, nobody found out. I don't think or. They've just decided. Well, we knew he was <laughs> didn't believe anymore, anyways, and and um, well, that's just Eric, you know. So yeah, it's hard to say. But there were a couple of people that that I didn't expect per se that did hear it on there, and and uh, but they were all positive. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know," you know. Yeah, but yeah. They, no, I mean, weird Alma. So it's your the stuff that you do is so good.
1: Like it's, it's so, it's so good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, 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 you've given us a couple of songs to use a few times. And, and then th- this one today about the temple changes was great. I I was thinking about like doing some kind of a song for it as
3: well. Um, what I don't know. Do I so, might- we have to write something together. I some know point. that'd be there's, fun. Yeah, definitely. We you should. Are, you are a great, great, great parodist, <laughs> and I love your work.
1: Well, the, you know, like the things, the things that I think that we can recognize. If Tom was on here, he'd tell us we're washing each other's balls. So what? Yeah, yeah. So I, was, I, was, I
3: was thinking that. that exactly. Let's get him
1: clean. Let's get him <laughs> clean. But, but, like when, when, when you're able to take a song and and find different things to say that match the, the, the meter, the rhythm, the rhyming scheme. And, and you get it like, there's such a a great sense of self-satisfaction with that. So like, as it was, as I was listening to this, when you did, um, what was it time to phase out the strange,
2: strange.
1: I just, I just applaud. I'm like, yes, that's it. That is perfect. For that, anyway, but there's so so many of those kinds of things in in here with that.
3: Um, it, it doesn't always come easily, but this one kind of you know you, you. I don't know yeah. how, how you work when you're working on a song, but sometimes I have an oh, I want to write a song about a subject.
1: Yeah, right. And,
3: and I try to force fit it, and mm-hmm. I'm looking for words that's kind of match. Yeah. And then every once in a while, boy, it just locks in, and, and yeah. then and once you get that. It's still work to to get it, but then other things within the song also lock in really nice sometimes it, it, you know? it does feel like when I'm doing things like that, and it and and for the most part it it doesn't
1: take a ton of time, you know, like if I uh, like you said, if you get an idea um and you, you sit down and you start writing it, to me, that's when things start coming up. When I'm like searching and now' like, okay, I want to say this general thing, what are the words to use? And then they kind of just come up
4: an angel with the sharpened saw. Told me that it's time for you and me to throw our away Move closer to that veil
1: of hate. and sometimes i'll go okay no next <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, yeah. it it, it uh, sometimes they take longer than others but um yeah we sometimes should
3: definitely do something Dude, oh, that'd be great. be great. That'd be great. Sometime, sometimes, sometimes um, I before I'll even seriously work on something, I'll see if it seems like it has that potential. <laughs> like I want to, mm. and, and the same thing with this. The other day, I I thought, okay, temple to cha- to t- temple changes. Okay, yeah. that's good. But yeah. are there other things in the song right. that can also, and and really, um, the one thing. I, I guess I don't know I'll ask how you feel about it I was a little bit like oh, maybe there's something better was and it's a very iconic part of the song was time may change me but I can't trace time of the, I, of the original song yeah, yeah I right. thought oh man and what what can fit there and I and I ended up going with
2: God may change things but he's the same all the time
3: uh, hmm. God may change things for he's the same all the time meant to be this ironic kind of thing. Oh,
1: but. totally. And then, the, and then after you say it the first time, there's the kind of that self-reflective, like, uh, th- what, um, what yeah. did what I say? Just makes sense. Okay. never mind. Moving on. You know, okay, that okay, the, the little cognitive dissonant
3: moments that, uh, yeah, I, 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 I picked up on that. I thought that was great. Okay, good. Because that's that's of the whole thing. I was I was iffy on that. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. if that works for you, then I'll I'll be like, okay, all right.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I want to ask you about some of the specific things that you added in, in this uh, song. But before we sure. get to that, maybe I, I, I'm I'm curious what kind of uh, like what kind of audience do you just have as Weird Alma, and what kind of feedback do you get when you release songs like this? So do you do you do it on YouTube? Do you put them out? I, I see that they're on your website. How, how do you get these songs out there
3: yeah it's kind of um very haphazard <laughs> i'll tell you that um I, I i pretty much i put it on the, the the bandcamp website and then um and then i'll go to is the, is that know, an american pie reference
4: and one time
5: at bandcamp
3: oh no i no I okay. not, not, it might be it might be i don't know, it could don't know. be a, a subliminal one maybe yeah i All haven't right. seen that in years so i can't i can't <laughs> tell you but Um, and then I'll go to, you know, kind of, I don't know, some of the usual, um, hangouts online, like Reddit and, uh, you know, some of the like Mormon stories on Facebook. And I'll just post a quick little thing here. here's my take on temple changes. Um, and it's funny because every, every different sort of place, uh, like Reddit, I, I don't get much love on there. Like, I don't think people have the time to like actually sit and listen to a song. I don't you know? think
1: that anyone gets much love on Reddit. I don't think that Reddit well, love are really,
3: <laughs> and I <that's> don't <laughs> really about love, is it? No, no, no. And I understand that. Right. And I still sure. feel like, Oh, I still gotta, I, I gotta at least put it there. And and I shouldn't say that because people are very nice. You know, I'll get some comments, but what, my only thing is like, somebody could post them a, a picture meme. Which which are great and, and they're funny and that'll you know like a thousand thumbs up or whatever I'll put my song on there like twenty or thirty or so you yeah. know what I mean
1: yeah and,
3: and it's not like I'm counting them like oh you know geez my my life is a failure I only got thirty likes on Reddit it's just to say that that whatever whatever that medium is there is is n- not the one that's as yeah. receptive to a song or you know for whatever reason yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other places, uh, you know, Twitter or um, Facebook. I'll, I'll just kind of, I you know, I don't really know. I don't. I never started doing this with any kind of real intention. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm grateful for the. Really, my my only initial attention was you guys. I thought, oh, infants would probably maybe like to throw one of these on one of their conference things. That was that was my only ambition. How, like it's, it's it seems like we've done four or five of your songs. Um d- does that number seem right to you? Um well I mean there was the the interview, you know, a bunch of them on there and then uh and then a few of the conference episodes. Yeah, three or four, yeah. I wanna say. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And then um and and I'm I'm grateful that you guys do that. That's that to me, like I said, that was my only ambition for for this whole thing. Was like, oh, I, it would be great if uh, if infants maybe played one or two of them at some point.
0: Oh yeah. And
3: then uh, you know it kind of became another thing for a little while, and uh, you know where more people found out about it. And I appreciate that, and that's great. Cool. Too, but, well, uh, we, there's 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 more opportunities.
1: so definitely let's let's do some collaboration. And I, you know, I I haven't seen what you and jake did at sunstone yet yeah, the video uh, of that thing I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to see that and just for people who are wondering update on jake um he's he's doing really well he's in a, a a rehab facility he's taken some some i don't know if you'd call them unassisted steps but he's he's starting to walk on his own he's able to feed himself he's able to talk he's able to communicate there's you know there's still issues that he's working through but um, it's, you know, did, 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 you read Erica's Facebook post that she put out in December?
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh,
1: uh, about how he died, <laughs> you know, like that was, that was the, that was a shock reading the way that she presented it, that my right. husband and partner, he died yeah. and now, and now that's kind of the way the family's talking about, you know, the, the miracle of Jake coming back from the dead, which is quite but, accurate. You
3: know, well, yeah, I, I was going to say, uh, you know, whatever we feel about, you know, religion and stuff, I, I would, I think of it as a miracle and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for people to call it that and, or whatever, it whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call it. It's just yeah. a wonderful, wonderful recovery that it's, he's it seems to be doing and, and man. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and it's not, it's not to the point yet where, um, like I haven't had any direct communication with, with Jake since, um, you know his, his cardiac arrest in November, mm-hmm. um, but we're probably getting closer to you know within the next couple of weeks, maybe months.
3: Um, yeah, I, I sent him a couple hospital. texts that day when I when I wasn't sure, like there was just a oh, rumor, yeah. and you know I've, he for some mm-hmm. reason he he didn't respond. You know how dare man, how dare geez. he not respond? <laughs> but uh, really looking forward to you know just saying hi and man, I can't even I can't yeah. even imagine what he's been through. I just oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and just like the joy I get from hearing the good things, like every, everything is just.
1: And the way, the way it kind story. of puts everything into a different context, it, you know, yeah. it, it has for me just how, you know, fragile life is, how precious life is. Um, you know, the, the, the things that we take for granted, it really put things into a different perspective for me throughout, um, this past holiday season. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so so good news about Jake and at, at some point um you'll have that that video available. I, I Sunstone's not
3: it's not on Sunstone yet, is it? I don't think anybody officially filmed it for that. Oh, okay. So, I mean, we and and, and this is a and real quick, you know, um Jake and I did a, a little musical there and boy, what a wonderful, wonderful time that was, you know, it was, it was a road show. It was yeah. messy and quick and we put it all together in like a day with <laughs> four other wonderful people. Uh, and it was, but we had a, a really, really great time doing that. And, and I asked a couple of people if they could film and, you know, I never really got a, a solid response. So I just stuck a camera in the back of the room. So it's, it's not great, not footage. great quality, but it's still better than nothing. Yeah. And, and, but, and I was, I, I had sent it to Jake and, and the other people in the cast and um, was about to put it on YouTube and just, you know, here, check it out for what it's worth. And, and I I've held back, like, I I didn't know sure. yeah. how anybody, I I don't know. It just felt weird uh, and, and kind of hurtful. Like when I, I watched some of it, I'm just like, man, yeah. Cause we didn't know at the time, sure. especially like, but regardless, at some point, I, I would love people to watch some of that because he is phenomenal in that. Yes, he you is. Know? I mean, yeah. I've, I've done some theater stuff, but I'm, I'm more of a learn the lines and I, I do my thing. He had this wonderful like um, ad lib quality and just yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it really I, I remember telling yeah. him, I said, you know, you should do live theater or improv yeah. or something. He's like, well, maybe. No, <laughs> you, you have a, you have a gift and a knack for that. Now we'll see, you know, no, no, he really does. And so when, we, I don't when know, we were, we'll see what kind of energy for that kind of thing he has, you know, in the next, uh, you
1: know. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> when, when, when we were in Bloomington together several years ago, and I think this is even before he, he started doing his brother, Jake stuff. And, and I think it was even before we, did infants on thrones, but oh wow. yeah. um, he, he and Erica for um, just for fun, they would write scripts and they would gather groups of their friends to go and film uh, stuff around Bloomington. And you, you kind of see it now with, with things that he does with his son, with Jesse, you know, he makes those mm-hmm. little videos, but, but he and Erica used to do that. And I helped him with a couple. And when, when it came time for him to, 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 to leave and they were deciding where they wanted to go and what they wanted to do. I was really trying to encourage him to go to LA, you know, or to like go someplace, like go, go into a direction where you can, you know, channel this, this great creativity that you had, but but he's like, no, I, I feel guilty that I'm not a scientist. I need to, I need to, I I need to understand uh, analytics and mathematics. And yeah. So he went into that statistics program and, and he's, Know, got a really he got a nice real job. job. Yeah, real he got a real job and went that route, but uh yeah, definitely a talented guy. Anyway, that's a lot that's a lot about Jake. Yeah, yeah. Um so I want I want to talk with you about this song and some of mm-hmm. the lines in it. Um, sure, sure. so the first one so, so you set it up as like some some guy who is a convert to the church he has been waiting to go to the temple he's been hearing that there were kind of crazy things in it but when he went in it wasn't so bad which i think is a, an interesting way of setting it up
2: this whole past year i had been waiting for my time to go into the temple after joining the mormon church and i'd heard there were some crazy things but my time there was not so bad. Um, then you go into some of the specifics. No old guys touching me naked. No old guys touching me
1: naked. But <laughs> what, What's that? What? 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 What is that a reference to? Old guys touching you naked in a sacred Okay. I, I mean, well, you don't. Die. You don't know what I'm talking about, really? I, I know what you're talking about, oh, okay. but I, well, I no, want no, you to explain no, it to our no, listeners. No, no. Some may know and some may not. Most may okay. not. No, so I
3: was, uh, I was privileged to have experienced both sides of that, you yeah. know, where um, the first couple of times I went to the temple and did initiatories, you are you're not completely naked. Although I've heard at certain points way in the past, there may have been... Uh, washings where they were. I, I don't know if that's. I can't confirm that or not. But mm-hmm. I can confirm my own experience that I was completely naked under what was a you know a uh, a big sacred poncho. Yes, thank you. A white, was the, a white sacred poncho. <laughs> poncho, poncho was the exact word I was looking for, <laughs> and I uh, couldn't like think of it. So on the sides of you, you know, they they touch you, and it was boy, I just. Oh, the conflicting feelings of like, boy, I'm, this is supposed to be a faithful thing I'm doing here, but. When did you first go through? Uh, 1991. No, 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 no. no. That's when I joined the church, but I I became extremely inactive for five, six years after that. So it would have been 97. I want to say. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So I, I did go through in 91, um, January of 91, and they had just phased out the, the um throat slitting the the punishment yeah, yeah so i never experienced that but i i did i go through that initiatories and maybe i did one other time after that you know doing proxy work but but i had these these irrational fears of the temple that Um, you know, kind of like those dreams you have where you're at school and you're supposed to take a test that you forgot about and you haven't studied for, and you're also naked (laughs) and you haven't brushed your teeth and you've got
3: a lot of food spoiled in your refrigerator. You know, those dreams. Yes. Uh, So I, I, I was worried. You have have to pee into a cupboard or something. Right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And, and, uh, the cupboards won't open and you can't find your penis. And yeah, (laughs) I hate those dreams when that happens. But, um, (laughs) I, I, um. I was really worried that going into the temple, there would be naked stuff, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and and that I would have to be presented naked in front of people. And I just didn't want to do that. And so when, when when I went in for the first time and they're like, all right, go in here and take off your clothes and put on the white poncho and go into there. And then they're like anointing. And I I don't remember where they touched. I, I think it was like
3: forehead, shoulders, knees, your side. They, I, I remember like your, your hip. I remember your side, like basically where your ribs would go over on the side. I remember that, and just I, like I remember, they got a little bit too close for comfort,
1: and yeah. it just yeah. like it, just, it just felt and not that I think that there was anything no sinister going on with it. It was just weird and creeping me out. So, did they not do that
3: anymore? Is that has that been phased out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, at a certain point um that like the last times i went um i hadn't done initiatories in a while yeah. i rarely rarely ever did them after that first point right so, you know strange to say but at a certain point i heard oh they stopped doing that for one thing the poncho turned into a full robe oh really yeah huh uh and and you were i believe if i'm remembering correctly you were able to keep your garments on oh okay yeah hmm. so that that Made that thirty percent less, <laughs> you know, cultish and creepy. Okay. So there, yeah. there,
1: there's a there's a number that Bob can be proud of thirty yeah, percent. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So you had the no old guys touching me naked line, and then following that was no, no women,
2: women covering their faces with veils.
3: Right. So I mean, obviously, the thing that you know inspired this song is the new changes, right? And mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of them, and and a lot of them. Uh, pertain to you know the the way women are are uh treated and and the way they uh and and you know on the one hand i have to say these are great changes like yes thank you (laughs) right Mm -hmm. but i think i think the, the the issues that you know certainly the critics are looking at is like why were they there to begin with and you know the implications of are they they're just making these changes with no apologies and and um does it does it even apply to the women who already did that for themselves years ago they had to do it the one way where they veiled their faces where they covenanted to obey their husbands so now that's for, that's for sure a change because i because I, I i haven't really seen like a
1: specific list of actual changes like i know some of the changes that happen yeah yes you know, the, there, people are hesitant to talk about it that are still temple worthy right because you don't talk about the temple outside of the temple because it's a sacred thing right <laughs> not secret as you say
4: anyway.
3: well a, a side note here is that you know that's a thing that would bug me from because i you know i'm i'm like a i'm a stickler You know about things like uh you know and i remember when i went through the temple they told me you cannot talk specifically about this you know well i'll just mention them here i'm not going to say what they are in case anybody the signs and the tokens those are the things the specific things you can't talk about and share have you any tokens or signs
5: have you any money
3: you can buy anything in this world with money the other stuff is all just it's a rehash of old testament and adam and eve and it's like and i remember trying to in in church a few times like i had questions or what let's can we discuss some of this stuff and no 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 you can't no nope. nope. uh, why well why not though most of it at least legally per per my you know <laughs> the 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 sense that and, and it's kind of mormons trying to add more rules around everything you know that whole thing that that you, you saw in a lot of things in, in the church, you know, sure. here, here's, here's a, here's a simple idea that Jesus said, let's build a thousand other rules around that to make sure that we have that really covered, you know? Yeah. So I, I you know, I wish we could talk about uh, some stuff in the temple more and when, when, you know, for those people who are Mormons, cause I think it, there would be value in doing that. Anyways, my understanding from a couple different sources that I've read and I can't, you know, I can't verify these, but is that the veiling no longer happens. Okay. And, uh, women no longer covenant to obey their husband. They both collectively covenant to obey God. Yeah. And although the thing I realized, um, for one thing, you know, weird Alma songs, they're not, you know, they're not meant to be, um, essays, you know, with, with footnotes and everything. Right. Sure. Yeah. 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 But, But I, the way this is meant to sort of kind of meant to be is that you could listen to this 20 years from now and maybe, okay, maybe that specific thing hadn't changed now, but it probably has changed by that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more about, and and that's why I included a lot of the old changes, you know, the Mm -hmm. things about slitting throats because, okay, that didn't happen three days ago or whenever the announcement was or the changes were but it's still part of this idea. It makes makes me want to go back and and reread
1: uh, a book that's called the mysteries of godliness by David Berger, I think is his name. Mm -hmm. I, I read it over 10 years ago and it's a very nice summary of the evolution of the temple ceremony, starting with the, you know, Kirtland initiatories and and feet washing and then what it developed to into Nauvoo and then as it went to Utah The changes that happened and most of the book Are public source quotes from like heber c. Kimball or brigham young or joseph smith, and you know people who were talking about it and uh, It's really interesting to see the way that the temple has changed over the years And then of course there's the more recent things within the last 20 or 30 years that that book doesn't really cover as much because I think it was i don't know if it was written in the 80s or the 90s but um yeah there's def- there's definitely been changes and some significant changes to it um and some of them you do mention in here there that, that are older changes than some of the more recent ones and we'll we'll get to those sure um so you've got the guys touching me naked women aren't covering their faces with veils anymore um, you say I've I've returned and I'll report that you know that's a line from the temple that we don't talk about when yeah, yeah. Jehovah will return. We can, sing, we can sing about it though. We can sing yeah. about. It, I <laughs> mean, uh, e- even even our uh, infants on thrones tagline, the philosophies of men mingled right. with humor is a, a yeah. twist on the philosophies of men mingled with scripture. When Satan does break the fourth, is that when he breaks the fourth? No, he doesn't break the fourth wall with that line. It's not no, no. Anyway, okay, so, so you say it's only mildly cultish now. It's only mildly
2: cultish now.
1: That's funny. Why, why would you choose the word cultish, and what do you yeah. mean by mild? Just- like, what is, what is it about the, the temple
3: ceremony that seems culty to you? It's just a joke, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> I, yeah, but it's not I, though. It's not. Well, okay. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, the whole thing is kind of cultish if, if from a certain mindset, you know, people gathering and, and, uh, saying specific rites and, you know, um, uh, phrasings and, and, uh, invocations and, and, uh, doing this, um, very specific dressing and undressing and, and, um, Everybody wearing white no, mean, and repeating
1: what somebody says. If somebody says something, everybody repeats it. Give and, this and, and line, Give this token. Do it the right yes. way. Don't talk about it outside of it. You know, I mean, there's there's lots of things that you could say that are are culty about it, right?
3: I know the word cult is or cultish is. You know, it, it carries a connotation, but I, I'm I'm playing to that. Sure. So that that whole thing and and I know uh, I know people who who are sincere believers as I was you know, view it a different way and that's fine. And I, and, and, and I, I think there can be, certainly can be worship even in Mormonism, which I no longer believe, but I think even in Mormon, there can be worship that's, that's genuine worship, you know, yeah. for, for what it's worth to that, to you at that moment. And, So you would say that worship is not genuine worship? Well, no, what <laughs> I, what I mean is, is that in the temple there can, if, if you in your mind, you're doing genuine worship. I think there can be some benefit to that. But I also think, you know, seeing it from the other side, it's kind of like the the, the magic trick thing. I know John Larson talked about this, um, where, you know, once you see that, how that I have magic... I said
1: nothing trick... of John Larson. Oh, sorry. Never mind. I'm just t- I'm just throwing out another temple line. <laughs> I have said nothing about Father. <laughs> I have said nothing of Father. Anyway, and it might not even be in the new temple stuff. I don't even know. Touche, touche. Yeah.
3: Anyway, so um, where once you've seen that magic trick, you know you can't ever view it the same way again. But then there's that audience out there still, like, whoa, he cut that lady in half. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, like being out now, looking at the temple, of course, it all looks very cultish. You know, yeah. um, and that's and that's the point of view I'm writing it as. And you know, I don't know. This, this is going on a little bit of a tangent, but what sure.
1: what what do you you said something like? if if it's genuine worship in their own minds maybe it's beneficial
3: maybe what what would that benefit be um well you know i i remember hearing in the church you know um we we don't um god doesn't command us to worship the sabbath because he needs to it's because we need to you know that kind of thing um where it our worship helps give us purpose and, and, um, focus maybe. Um, I mean, I, you know, as critical as I can be, and I think my songs would, would yeah. qual- qualify that. Um, sure. I, you know, I, I do feel like it, at times in my life there were benefits to me having a, a, a structure of, of the religion. So, um, you know
1: I'll, I'll I'll tell you, you know, like you, you know because you listen to the podcast that you know books like the Righteous Mind, Sapiens, mm, now this book yeah. Social that I've been reading, um, and, and several others like it, have have made me really look at these things differently, where I would say that the benefit of somebody going through even even the benefit of somebody being belonging to a cult, Mm -hmm. is that it binds you together with your other cult members. It binds you together as part of a group. And that is so biologically wired into us. There's so many benefits of being part of a tribe, even though there's the, you know, the, the, the bad stuff too, which is mostly what we focus on and mostly what we respond to. But, um, so, so I, I, I guess to take the, um, the, the John Larson magic trick analogy that you can say yeah that once you see the trick you can't ever unsee it but is there is there benefit from being in that audience and participating in oh, the illusion
3: sure. yeah and
1: it's yeah. you you get entertained people go you know you you get that entertainment you get that sense mm-hmm. of elation there's probably some stress relieving. Yeah. Or chemicals that you know, your brain shoots into your body as you're watching these things, and and you know, so so whether it's real or not, or even even once you know the trick, mm-hmm. and you see it perform very well, there could still be benefit that goes with it, and, and I think the hard thing is when. People keep insisting, no, that woman has been cut in half. It's not a trick. It's real. It's literal, yeah. and and that's that's where I see with the the temple stuff and and a lot of the beliefs and, and rituals of Mormonism that it. That's why I couldn't do it anymore. I just I I kept. Ah, yeah, it's yeah. so frustrating to me. Anyway,
3: well, the fact, funny th- the funny yeah, thing, and maybe this is where the analogy breaks down, is that most 99% of people going to see magic magic show know that it's is a trick. They just don't know how it is a trick. So, I mean, whereas in, in Mormonism, people still think it is real, you know, oh, yeah, uh, or other, you know, religions or whatever. And maybe that's the difference or distinction, but, but yeah, yeah. there is, there is certainly the value of and, that. And, and I, you know, it's why I've, I've had to kind of think over the last year or so, you know, I, I don't, I do not have any issues or, or criticisms of, of the vast majority of Mormons. You know, I love a lot, many, many people who are still Mormons. It's, it's the, it's really almost particularly some of the leadership and the, the actual background of it and the, you know, the specifics sure. of it that I, you know, try to point my <laughs> yeah. finger at or whatever, you know, so. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, because the, they're so still there's still <laughs> They're still they're still enjoying the show, you know? And now at a certain point we, we you know, we yeah, we could take it like some of that show is hurtful to certain people, you know. And at a certain point do you you want to call that out and say, you know, is this a good show to be enjoying or to be to be supporting? And that's a whole nother It it is, and are are you going to accept
1: if the answer is different for different people, or yeah, are you going think, to insist that it has to be only this one way? You know, there, there's all yeah, kinds of yeah, yeah. problems that can come up with 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 that. And I, I think that the the leaders of the Mormon Church are largely responsible for the insistence on on literal. Truth, you know, they they built up this huge thing over the years that it has to 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 be literally true.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then when when you go through a faith crisis and you go, okay, well, it's not literally true; it's a trick that they're sawing the woman in half. So then you just throw it all out and and have a hard time. You know, a, another tired analogy: throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Uh, but that there there's there is still value. So how do you how do you find a way of reclaiming that value after you've rejected that? And, and even then it's so hard to be among literalists when you found metaphorical value in things and there's not many people that you can share that with or that will validate the way that you see things. It's that, that's a really lonely, hard place to be. But, um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Move, move on. Back to, the, back to the, back to the, back <sighs> to the song. Um, Mentioned the time to phase out the strange. I love temple that line.
2: Changes. Now even less like the Masonic one.
1: Now even temple less like the Masonic changes. one. Um, just maybe worth referencing to people who don't know that the temple um, ceremony has a lot of, it, it was inspired by influenced by Masonry in a lot of ways. Um, do, do you, do you know like how well versed are you in, in the parallels between the uh, Masonic ceremonies
3: and the, the more- not, not well versed from like, I can speak it to it specifically, but I know yeah. I've read articles that had them side by side. And yeah. I, I would say at certain points, I, I would almost go as high as like 70 or 80% of it was, was uh, identical to the Masonic ceremony uh, initially. Yeah. Or, okay. or right. Um, at least from things that I read, you know, and I, and obviously yeah. as, as was his talent, I, I would, say and in in a in in a certain way of brilliance joseph smith took what he had in his environment in his mind and and reworked it to use it for his his own thing you know yeah that's uh, that's what he did with everything yeah yeah right. so that's just yet another example of that and um so I, and that was that was one of the things you know when i start writing this song i said well somewhere i gotta get in something about the masonic ceremony you know and, yeah and, and it's actually a short song compared to some other ones. There's only really yeah. two verses. And I'm like, oh, man, I hope I can get everything in there. But Well, it did.
1: Um, you, you've got this one in here. No more black skin for the demonic one.
2: No more black skin for the demonic one. God
1: I wasn't quite sure what that was. Was, was. was the devil, was Lucifer depicted as a black person in previous versions of the Temple film? I don't think so.
3: Well, okay, I'm gonna have to look this up quick if I can here. So, um, and this is one of those things, and you hear this a lot. Uh, people say, "Boy, you know, just when you think you've learned everything about uh, Mormonism, you find out some other crazy thing, right?" Um, uh, and this was, and this was literally maybe a week ago, as as people were starting to talk about these impending temple changes. Somebody posted, uh, probably on Reddit or somewhere. Just a reminder um, at one point uh, the devil was depicted as having black skin and I looked up there's a website I, I think this is actually a faithful persons uh, webpage and they've chronicled all the changes over the years I don't th- I don't know that they've updated it since the other day or whatever but ldsendowment.org if you go there and then uh, and I've you know I've seen this page before but I didn't look that closely at it and, um, you, know, I, I, you know, you can question how, how much this has been uh, verified or whatever, but, mo- you know, the vast majority of these things, you know, people can attest to, certainly. So um, in 1970s, under 1970s, it says revisions are made to the portion of the ceremony involving Lucifer's preacher. Lucifer no longer specifies the amount of the preacher's salary, and a reference to Satan's having black skin is omitted. So I I can't tell you what exactly that was because I was I was only barely alive in the seventies. Okay, you know, but so 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 yeah, that uh, I, I I knew the part about the preacher.
1: I I I knew because that's in in Berger's book um, uh, that that there used to be a conversation. And mm-hmm. I think I think that was basically the what turned into the breaking the fourth wall point when, when Lucifer looks into the camera and says, now I have a word to speak to these people. I
5: have a word to say concerning these people. If they do not walk out to every covenant they make at these altars in this temple this day, they will be in my power. Right.
3: I,
1: I think that was previously a conversation between Lucifer and like a Protestant, just a, a generic Protestant preacher that, that represented apost- apostasy uh, yeah. Christianity. Yeah. And so maybe part of the conversation there was a reference to black skin of the devil but the, I, I don't think the devil has ever been represented in the Mormon films as, as a black skinned man.
3: Uh, right. Um,
1: so but, so oh, you, but, but,
3: you've got to redo your song. I, I may have well, well. If if this if this can be verified uh, <laughs> that there's a reference <laughs> to Satan's having black skin, it could be some book Abraham. Little,
1: I don't know. I I think I think we just have to scrap everything because, like the the, the rest of the things in
3: in the song, no matter how valid they are, might uh, not be because of when, that. One. When 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 uh, Fair uh, covers the song and they you know they they pick it apart, I I will have to. Grudgingly acknowledge that that part was not. That'd sourced. be awesome. Here, here's an idea: <laughs> a, 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 apologist, um,
1: like the the apologist follies, or like uh, yeah, they, where
3: oh yeah,
1: that's a, where yeah. there's the 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 anti-Mormon songs, and then there's the apologist parodies in response to it. There's an idea we could maybe do something with. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that could be good. Yeah. So, well, okay, I can't source it. Although, really, I should maybe. Um, Maybe somebody, you know, obviously, people were around uh, prior to that. I'll see if I can verify that. But anyways, right. it was too juicy of a thing, and I had just read that, uh, you know, a few days before, and I figured, well, I'm, I'm going to throw it in there. So. Well, it worked. It's a good line it, for the song. It, it, it may not. That, like that, it. That, that may be where it falls apart in terms of it's
1: just It just destroyed it all. I mean, yeah. it, maybe this will be the first song that you do put a footnote in and go, eh, not really on this on this (laughs) line um okay you, you make reference
2: to sitting slitting throats or disembowelment i watched a pleasant little powerpoint show and heard nothing of slitting throats or disembowelment those things are still there in symbolic ways but does it matter if you don't know that slitting throats or
1: disembowelment which was a punishment that used to be part of the temple ceremony and was discontinued like I said right before I went in so that that was all the way through the the 80s and um right I think it changed like November December of 1990
3: although um the the next line um and this is a this is another one of those things that you don't realize I think um I think Jonathan Streeter did a video about this those things are still there in symbolic ways right uh and I think he pointed out that the thumb, extended thumb, is meant to be the knife cutting your throat, oh. and the cupping form is supposed to be the, the you holding, uh, get, uh, capturing your your guts as mm-hmm. they as they fall out. You know, so. when I, I I went through the MTC in
1: January of ninety one, I was there for mm-hmm. months um studying the japanese language and there there was a lot of folklore that i heard about the japanese being the lost tribes of israel then and one of the clues one of these so-called parallels was the japanese tradition of disembowelment Ah. the the, the harakiri um seppuku I, i forget what you call it in english but um Anyway, that that disembowelment was similar to the motions that they went in the temple. Of course, we weren't able to verify that because they had changed it. But that was one of the things they're like, "Yep, see, even the the temple, the temple ritual is ancient, and even the lost tribes of Israel had would have it. So you would expect to see uh, remnants of this popping up in the current modern day culture of the lost tribes of Israel. You know, that was the
3: the thought process there. But anyway. <laughs> I uh, I was it was so exciting. That's when that's when Mormonism was fun. Man, oh, yeah. was all kinds of crazy connections to things. You can, you can see it everywhere. See the thought yeah, that's still a blade. Yeah. There's remnants of this stuff everywhere.
1: It's all whatever. <laughs> all right. Um, the next line you got the the And
4: women.
2: these women they don't covenant to obey their husbands anymore. I guess misogyny was only met for generations who came before. T- 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 um,
1: and that, that's one of the recent changes that, that people are, I mean, some pe- I guess a lot of people are happy about them. Some people are not so happy because they're saying it's too little and too late. And yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, but where, where women, the men used to covenant, to God, that they would obey the
3: things that the couple tell, tells you to do. like I think a lot of people, at least that I knew, and my my wife and I, you know, we just kind of would look at each other and like, yeah, no, that's not happening. <laughs> you know, right, she, because the, cause the, she, the men would covenant to God and the wives would covenant to their husbands. Right, and, you know, and I'd look over at her and she's like, no. <laughs> you, know,
1: you know, one of the other things that they do, I would be interested if they have made this change, but the... the like the, the the most sacred part of the temple ceremony is this progression where you go up to the veil, which is supposed to represent the 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 veil between mortality and immortality, earth and heaven. Mm-hmm. And there's there at the veil, you repeat the different signs and tokens that you learned throughout. And then if you get them all right, you don't make any mistakes. They part the veil, and you're able to walk through and then go into the celestial room. And mm-hmm. one of the things that that they do is you reveal this secret or sacred name that you've been given in the temple that day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if a a woman was going through for the first time and she got her own temple name, um, they would have her, and she was engaged and she was going through to get married, they would have her husband, be on the other side of the veil that's kind of the one that's sticking his hands through. And what's that sign? (laughs) Has it a name? Will you give it to me? I will through the veil. I could do this thing in my sleep, man. And, and, uh, and uh, so the, the husband gets to know the wife's secret temple name, but the wife never gets to know the husband's secret temple name. There's never a place where it's okay for the, the man to go, Oh, yours was Rhoda. Mine was Luke. I win. <laughs> you yeah. know, or something all like right, that. Right.
3: So I wonder if that's changed at all. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't think so.
1: Because they, they do have women officiators behind the veil. It's not just men, right? Or is it is it all just men that are doing that even for the women that are going through the veil? I think there's women behind there too.
3: I think that might might be the case, yeah. Um it's been three or four years for me, so I don't know. No, no, no. Well, so the Improving Saints committee member that's been
1: assigned to listen to Infants on Thrones episodes, here's a note that you need to take back to the brethren. <laughs> if they haven't changed that one, yeah. maybe, maybe in a couple of years when you need more evidence that God's still lied, guiding and directing this church and making really, really important changes, you can
2: do Joe. <laughs>
3: what was that in reference to? Well, apparently... Um... And I can go right back to that website now that I have it open. And you don't need to because I know. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, thi- I I'm. I'm going to say I think up until about the 1930s or so, there was a thing that uh, we we I don't know what the wording was, but something along the lines of we covenant to to uh, 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 enact vengeance upon the death of the Prophet Joe and yeah. who's, whose whose blood in. was spilled for this uh, generation and yeah so.
1: The, there, I think there's even more to it than that. That you know how. What, one of the things that people do in the temple now is if somebody that you love uh, needs extra blessings, you'll mm-hmm. put their name in the temple, which consists of writing their name down on a piece of paper, putting it a little, on a little in a little box, and sure. then they put that box with all the paper on an altar that everybody prays over when they're doing like the sacred order of prayer, which was depicted on Big Love. And looked very culty, and uh, you know. So they they put your name in the temple. It used to be where there was another box for people that you wanted to curse. Ah, whoa! And 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 th- this is in that that that's book, fun, right? <laughs> uh, th- th- this is in that uh, David Berger book, uh, The Mysteries of Godliness. Um, and if I'm remembering it right the, when, when Utah was applying for statehood and there were all of the issues with polygamy and all these different things where the United States were like, I don't know, you've got, you Utahns have set up your own country, created your own language. You kind of, uh, at war with the U S you really want to join, you know, when there was this environment going on, the temple ceremony was audited by the U S government. And one of the things that was found in that audit were these Uh, Mm. curse boxes and the the name of like president Buchanan or, you know, like whoever Uh the president of the United Uh States was and, and these other public were being cursed by Mormons in the temple. And that, that may be the same, a similar time. I mean, you said 1930s and I think statehood was earlier than that. Mm. Um, But, but so that was a thing that was changed as a result of that audit. And again, I'd have to go back and just verify that I'm remembering that right. But um, I thought that was a really juicy detail that I hadn't heard many people
3: speak of. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. a fun one, man. But isn't it? You could sp- sit there all day you know right i'm just (laughs) (laughs) picturing (laughs) it's the Arya stark version of you know the temple or something like
1: i i want (laughs) to know like would would they do the true order of prayer and they're like here's the here's the one for the blessings now here's the one for the cursing they're like (laughs) now everyone stand on your head or face it backwards now man you veil your faces or you know like what how would they do Uh, that but (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's that's fun. Uh, yeah. all right, you've got a line in here that says, no Pele ale or evil priests and popes.
2: No Pele ale or no evil priests and popes. Guys.
3: What's the yeah. Pele ale? So that was, uh, you don't know, the Adamic language? Yeah, I think I oh do.
1: I think I, it's somewhat familiar to me, but no, I, th- this one I'm not as familiar with. That's that's all
3: I know of, the Adamic <laughs> language. Yeah. The, those three words, but apparently... Oh, right. Right. Yeah. So Pele Ale was some kind of, you know, uh, you'd have to look it up really to get more of the detail, some kind of, it was part of Joseph's Adamic language, the pure language of all humankind apparently. And um, Pele Ale specifically had some kind of significance as a code word or phrase or some, something. I mean, people have joked that those were, you know, pay your tithing, uh, lay, you know Joseph Smith getting laid and drinking ale, and so, you know, so it, he he uh, <laughs> it's pure, pure speculation, but that he uh, yeah he did that as sort of a secret code or something, uh, a secret joke, you know. But that's right. like an, that's like an ex Mormon, uh, you know, wet dream if that actually was the case. But so the so the way <laughs> I, I looked it
1: up as we were talking, and it looks like. Um, th- this was another thing that went out, um, right before I went in, um, in, in 1990. Um, y- you know, the part in the temple where you raise your hands over your head and you say, Oh God, hear the words of my mouth. Yes. I think it used to be, that's when you would say pay lay ale. Ah, um, I mean, it does sound I don't know like if that's how you pronounce sound, it or not. It does but. sound
3: kind of like a joke to me. Like, you know. Joseph and a couple other people. We're gonna make him say this thing, and they're chuckling as they hear you know thirty people doing this. Uh, I don't know. It's, it just seems so absurd. But yeah, I don't, I don't, know, I, don't I don't think of Joseph as that. Like right, that conniving and that
1: point. kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I, Maybe. I don't know. not, know. not as the snickering. I, I, I think he would be like, okay, yeah, this'll be, uh, this'll, this'll do, this'll work. Yeah. This'll capture yeah. their attention and be mysterious because, you know, ah, I, I read yeah. something once that when, when he was doing his treasure digging stuff, you know, b- before the gold plates mm. and book of Mormon story, um, mm there there was a guy named Lumen Walters that was the leader of the group that, that Joseph Smith was a part of. And, and Lumen Walters was some kind of a magician. he would spent time in Paris and he was well known. He, he would saw women in half apparently mm. for, reals. Oh. for reals. No, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, he, he uh, um, would, when, when they would go out to do their treasure seeking and um, they needed to like appease the guardian spirits they would do all kinds of ceremonies and things and and lumen walters had a book that he would read out of and the book would kind of lead them and guide them and walk beside them where they needed to go but it was it was latin and nobody knew latin so when he would read Mm -hmm. this stuff from latin it was these mysterious words that uh, people were hearing that had this real impact and put them into this liminal state of mind yeah prepared for a ritual and uh that that was something that joseph smith learned from and i i saw speculation that maybe that was something that gave him an idea to make his own book with weird mm-hmm. um what what did he call it the neat uh, new egyptian no it wasn't new egyptian reformed, reformed. that's yeah. it. reformed egyptian um so so i i tend to think that he would come up with things like like this, he would make up names like Mahanrai, Rai or Zelf or you know, things mm-hmm. like this that Adam on Diamond, you know, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's that's part of the Adamic language. Go ahead, <laughs> try and prove me wrong. Try, it.
3: <laughs> try and prove me wrong. Well, um, if if he lived longer, e- Egyptologists would have had a few things to say to him. You know, <laughs> only only faithful LDS Egyptologists. They only count, yeah. They're, they're the, the only ones, ones that count. All right. Uh,
1: Okay, so it has nothing to do with the polls from focus groups, was another line in your song. Is that just speculation? Or do you know that there were actually like focus groups
3: or polls or like grassroots okay. public opinion? I, I can't speak to that on this current thing, although mm-hmm. I, I suspect still, but I, I, I definitely know that that uh, many people have um, uh, said that in the, the 90s or whatever, that there was um, uh, a... a a very large polling about the temple uh, from which it seems pretty clear that changes were made based on that, that people did not like those, those, um, (laughs) you know, slitting your throats and uh, that kind of stuff. Um, And and I, and I, I know that, uh, well, we know that the church has done focus group polling about various things the last, you know, several years. So, um i can't speak specifically that this current change right now came from that but it may have it may have been an influence you know and and, and even if it's not specifically
1: true <laughs> right um it it represents this idea that um the 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 i was talking with my mom about this yesterday she said it better than i'm going to say it right now but but how uh, a lot of changes like this that happen really come from grassroots yeah uh, and and it takes a long time, but it's it's the, the leadership of the church. It's their response to these general attitudes. It's kind of a, a grassroots change, but they can never frame it that way. They can yes. never say that. They've always got to say it's coming from top down. Yeah. And so th- that's why that ridiculous statement from like the, the official statement from the LDS church.
0: First presidency statement on temples. The First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has issued the following statement. Whenever the Lord has a people on the earth who will obey His will, they have been commanded to build temples. Scriptures document patterns of temple worship from the times of Adam and Eve, Moses, Solomon, Nephi, and others. With the restoration of the gospel in these latter days, temple worship has also been restored to bless the lives of people across the world and on the other side of the veil as well. Over these many centuries, details associated with temple work have been adjusted periodically, including language, methods of construction, communication, and record keeping. Prophets have taught that there will be no end to such adjustments as directed by the Lord to his servants. A dedicated temple is the most holy of any place of worship on the earth. Its ordinances are sacred and are not discussed outside a holy temple. (laughs) <laughs> explaining the changes, you know, yeah,
1: God always make- makes changes. And, and that, that's why I, I loved that thing that you were concerned about. God may change things for he's the same all the time. Yeah, it, You know, I was like, what, huh? how do those things fit? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, then, then another, another line you had in here, no more fourth wall breaking Lucifer is, mm. is that a confirmed change as well? So like, he doesn't like, look into the, the
3: camera and now I'm going to speak to these people. Again I don't know that for sure but the, again I'm thinking like I, the I at some point that probably will change what what I have heard is that there is no more almost no more video it's all a, a like a slideshow kind of thing or powerpoint Really? Yeah, yeah. Um sure. I, I, at least the, the the one first thing I would read the next day somebody listed all these things and and they said, it's, there's almost no video. So I, I would tend to assume that there's no fourth wall breaking Lucifer. Uh, I can't, I can't be sure of that, but, but again, I, you know, the whole idea of the song is just, you know, there's, there are changes and if it's not a change now, it probably will be at some yeah, point, At some point. And uh, you know, we can speak to it 10 years from now or whenever that actually happens, but.
1: All right, and then the last one that you had in the song is twenty minutes shorter than it was before. Is that is that confirmed? It's yeah, true? I saw that it's shorter, roughly. but I didn't see like how long or even why. Roughly, that you know. Do you know what? Like what?
3: What did they cut out? That kind of- I think. I think cutting out the video stuff for one thing. Um, hmm. Apparently, the a lot of the what was my favorite part was to go and watch the animals and all the stuff. Yeah. Like I, I loved all that stuff, and I think that's mostly cut out. It's or it's it's shortened. Did they still use the same music? That the
1: ah. Ah, uh, that was so cool, and you're like watching it. You're you're watching like the sun come around the earth, and then it like bursts out, and there's light. Did, did you see, yeah, sun? like that. That footage was really cool, and you're watching like the different creative periods being depicted as
3: the earth is. Yeah, I loved all of that so. in six thousand years. I, I think you know the answer to uh, some of your questions here is. Uh, we're gonna have to wait for Mike Norton's
0: yeah, to come right.
3: through. Right? But uh I I you know, I I probably would be curious to see it actually in this in this case, but anyway. Cool. And then and then you did have this you ended
1: it with this quote from Joseph Smith, History of the Church, Volume 4, page 208, which says, He set the temple ordinances to be the same forever and ever and set Adam to watch over them, to reveal them from heaven to man, or to send angels to reveal them.
3: Why'd you well yeah. quote? Well, you know, just it's because there's the idea that God is the same forever and ever. And, you know, there's numerous quotes. I I had uh, some other ones and I I was going to fit them in some of the instrumental parts, but um, I just figured I'd use that one because that seemed like the most on the nose thing. He set the temple ordinances to be the same forever and ever. I mean, well, maybe not, you know, considering all the changes that have happened Mm. since whenever that quote was.
1: Well, TBM Whisperer here. Okay. And and the TBM whisperer says, um, you know, the ordinances haven't changed. <laughs> I knew the, or, the the endowment ordinances haven't changed. The way that it's presented has changed, you know. That's that's one apologist TBM whisperer response. So the ordinance is still the same forever and ever. And um also if God does change the way that he interacts with people and he's always done that and we've got that documented and evidenced through scriptures and other places then isn't then wouldn't you expect that there would be changes like that because if god is the same forever and ever and god is a changeable god then you wouldn't Mm -hmm. expect that to be a contradiction tbn whispered mic drop (laughs)
3: And I couldn't even, or I wouldn't even really argue against that. You You can't. Right. You can't. It's logically sound. Although, although I will say, and uh, other people have pointed this out better than I'm going to say it, the new thing, specifically, a woman not covenanting to obey her husband and instead covenanting directly to God, that seems like an important distinction, but... You know, because it's it's a different person. I'm covenanting to, I mean, you know, that's supposed, that's a big deal. That's a big promise, right? So, if if you did that, uh, I, I, and again, the TBM whisperer would say, well, you're still covenanting to God. It just was through your husband, right? Yeah, the, the ordinance hasn't changed. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, that might be another part. I'm going to have to rewrite or acknowledge.
1: No, when, I think when I fair. Think You know, like
3: my
1: my my big reaction to this. You know, like I I saw people responding to it on Facebook. Um, Heather texted on Thursday, and Heather's like, "Are we going to do anything on this? We've got to do something with it." So we're we're trying to find a time. We just haven't been able to find a time to sit down and and do that. that. That's why. Uh, you know i texted you and say hey are you busy right now saturday afternoon let's just sit down and, yeah, and talk yeah. about your song um but so the, so at some point um we'll we'll do this with with heather i hope and she's she's getting um some of her friends together to have a, a, a more detailed discussion about it especially from the from their perspective where they yes. went through it as having to veil their faces and now you don't and and you know how does that feel What's that like from the the female perspective? So we'll we'll have more conversations about it. But I I didn't, I wasn't really, I didn't really care. I I wasn't really all that interested in it. Um, And, uh, you know, then I I said, okay, well, I've got to find out at least what's going on and went to Reddit and then like Reddit's just not a great place to get a lot of information. (laughs) There's some very specific attitudes and biases that are, part of it and very valid and things that I recognize because I've experienced them too, but it, it didn't help um to find out the the details of what was going on. But it you know like once to me, once you recognize that all of this stuff is man-made, mm-hmm. it's all man-made. And the story that the church tells about, well, God's at the helm and God's the one that's making these changes. And we're just doing this through what God has said. Once you don't accept that anymore, mm-hmm. um then really what is the point of spending so much time going over it after we've just talked about this for an hour? You know, it's, (laughs) it's, 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 to me it's a way like I see the real value in it is, is releasing people from the grip of that, that, that the church had and still has even, even now with me being out for over 10 years continues to have in certain ways in my life. You know, that's why I've been talking about the cognitive distortions in in recent months because I recognize those thinking patterns and instincts and ways that I see the world that are still really influenced by the way that I was brought up in Mormonism. But I can see now that rituals like this, like we talked about earlier, like is a cult good or bad as their benefit or is there not, you know, like every single group of people everywhere in time throughout history has done things like this. Oh yeah. This is the one that we have and the one that we've done. And so what are you going to, once you understand that it's bullshit and that the woman's not really being sawn in half, then, then, then what does it matter when they, when the magician changes different details of his show, Mm -hmm. you you still know it's fake. You still know that it's not, but, but how are you going to find the, the, the value in that? And, And, and it takes two to tango, you know, you can't, you can't have a good relationship with somebody who's just not able or willing to have a good relationship with you. Right. Um, And so the, the, the Mormon relatives and friends that we have that still see this stuff as legit and literal and sacred. And, you know, it just makes it really, really hard to have a conversation with them. But I, I, I think for the most part, why, why is it, why is it still a big deal? What, what is even things, even things like, they say that it always is the same and yet it changes. So haha, ha, neener, neener. I gotcha. Like, what does that do? What, what, what work is that doing? And what value does that perspective provide except for helping separate you? I think from the, just mm. that connection to it. I don't know. Th- th- those are a bunch of thoughts that I've had. I don't know how well articulated they were. Now you can respond. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I thought it was great. Um I I'm I'm eager to hear Heather and, and other women talk about this. I I I can't speak to their pain or their experience sure. or their thoughts yeah. on that. Uh I'm just, you know, commenting on on kind of the absurdity of it, you know, that I, I feel if there's my role it's to do that add a couple of jokes here and there for a few yeah. minutes, you know. Yeah. Um but I you know in as much as it is all um pageantry um yeah, I, so it's, it's, it's better pageantry than it was now because it's not as hurtful now. So that's good for those people who are living that pageantry. Uh, I don't know if this was Frank Zappa. Someone told me Frank Zappa said this, but I, I, couldn't, I, can't, I couldn't find a, a, a corroboration of this. But somebody said, it may have been Frank Zappa, as long as you're absorbed in something, you're not missing anything. Mm-hmm. Now I, I, I would quantify, you know, I think you could be absorbed in something bad and miss out on your family or neglect people or that, you know, mm-hmm. but it, I think to some extent for those people that worship and, and it is vitally important for their whole lives and they are super committed. I mean, that was me and you, I assume that, that fills that, like I'm absorbed in this thing and it's meaningful and, I'm, and, and I'm not missing out on something else because, because I am part of this thing. And, and in as much as whatever that thing is, is a little bit less caustic or a little bit less hurtful then okay, I'm, I I have to say good, good for changing it. But I I do know, and I I hope you guys can speak to this more, find, find this article, uh, Camille, who was in our show, with Jake and I, she posted something. She said she didn't write it though. So I'm not going to attribute it to her, but it was about how, um, Oh, you were stepping on my foot and it really hurt. And now you've, now you got off my foot, but you didn't say you were sorry about, you know, something Mm -hmm. along those lines. And it really spoke to, to the pain of, of why, why these changes are still hurtful for uh, a lot of people. And and I'm not going to say any more because I'm, I I can't speak from that side of it, from the woman's side of it. Uh, I hope Heather and others will. uh, And if you can find that uh, that little thing, or maybe I'll find it and send it to you because I I thought it was it was really uh, wonderfully stated. Yeah.
5: So you've been standing on my foot for what seems like forever, and I've been telling you that I don't like it, and it hurts, and it's uncomfortable. And you've been alternately telling me it's all in my head. That it's my own fault. That, well, basically, I just need to get used to it. Because that's how things are now. But mostly, you've been telling me that I need to stop asking for you to change. Because you know what's best. And it's not my job to say how your actions are affecting me, even if they're hurting me. Terribly, terribly. Then you get off my foot, but you don't say anything. And you don't acknowledge that you're hurting me or ignoring my pain. And you tell me that I'm not supposed to discuss this situation with anyone at all. You walk away like it was a temporary bump without even so much as an excuse me. Briefly Briefly mumble. mumble. The thing is... My foot is still throbbing as the blood circulates again. And there may be pins and needles as my nerves wake up. And I have to figure out if you move because I asked you to. So if something else is hurting me, my petitions for relief might be effectual. Or if you move because it was too painful for you to continue, continue to, stand to stand that way. And while I'm really glad that I'm not being actively squished, I need to do some checking to make sure I'm going to heal completely scar-free. No bruises or broken bone. I mean bone. Get with it, brethren.
3: Um, you know... (laughs) from my point of view, I'm, I'm glad I'm out. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm finding new magic shows to visit in in other ways. Uh, and, and I, I feel like I, I, over the last, you know, several months, I'm, uh, maybe since doing the thing with Jake, which was wonderful, but it was also like, you know what? I, I don't, I don't feel this urge to do this quite as much. Like I was cranking out the songs about a year ago, you know? And I, and I, I remember telling people a few weeks ago. Ah, I think I think I'm kind of retired. Maybe every conference I'll write a song, and then something something about the other day when I was reading a little bit about this just kind of hit a nerve. And well, I haven't covered this yet. I guess maybe there's maybe there's a song there, and then.
1: Well, I'm really glad you did. And yeah. I, I've enjoyed this conversation as well. Um, yeah, yeah. And, it, and if you do find that thing um, that Camille shared with you, I, I'd be interested to see that. It, I will. I'll look for it. It's yeah. been something I've been, you know, like, cause I always, I, I, I try to be self-critical of my, you know, like first observe my responses to things and then try to question my, mm-hmm. my responses to things. And like when, when I hear, the analogy of yes, you've been stepping on my foot and now you're not stepping on my foot, but you never apologized for stepping on my foot. And so it doesn't really count because you didn't ig- acknowledge that you were wrong in here. Uh, like I get that. I totally get that. I, and, yeah. and to me, like the, re- the, the reaction to that should be, well, then get away from this person who yeah. continually steps on your feet and doesn't acknowledge it and, right. and stop thinking that it's going to be something other than what it is. Um, yeah. But that might be too like callous and harsh and dismissive and, um, because I remember what it was like when I really wanted to stay in the church too and I wanted the church to be better. But I think it's, it's an impossible standard to expect that the church is ever going to come out and say, you know how we've been saying that things are coming <laughs> from God and everything that we yeah. ever do is coming right. from God? Well, that's not really the case. Uh, you know, like you can't say, "Well, God was wrong. God made a mistake. God was the one that was making a step on your feet."
3: You know, like it's such a delicate, tricky. They, they still have to maintain their their uh, illusion, their their yeah. take yeah. their, ta- their pageantry. They, and, and the thing is, though, it's it's becoming harder and harder for them to do that. And that, and if if I see a role for myself, and it's and I don't know what that is really. But I, I, it's just to speak to some of the absurdity of that. And you do that so well too. And Jake, you know, and then that's, and that's why I've at, that, that's what I think that's really all I can do. I can't, I have a hard time getting into the, some of the deeper, um, the other people speak like John Larson and you and, and John DeLand and others speak better to the, some of the deeper issues going on in there. But I, I don't know that I, I'm just kind of poking some things and, and trying to look at some absurdity of it. Oh, you and, did great. And, and to me, there's a lot of absurdity of yeah, this. Yeah. And it's not all funny, you know, um, but humor helps. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's,
1: it's, it's just the incongruities of life. And that's what humor is. H- humor is a recognition of incongruity. Yeah. That, that's the incongruity theory of humor that I learned when I was doing a dissertation on humor studies. But anyway, you yeah. know, cool. Well thanks, man. Aaron, Jeralma, oh, sure whatever we're calling you for before.
2: this. God may change things, for he's the same all the time. But really nothing ever changed at all is what they'll say in some time.
3: He set the temple ordinances to be the same forever and ever and set Adam to watch over them, to reveal them from heaven to man. Joseph Smith History of the Church, Volume 4. All
1: right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Eric and the way that it was all edited together. I had a lot of fun with it. It's an act of love, people. Of love, I tell you. And if you want more of that love, don't forget to sign up for Patreon. Now, we didn't hit the 300 goal like I had hoped we would by the end of December, but... I may change things. So to Patreon, please go sign up. Thanks. Hi. This
2: is Hillary Matt Ryan Carol. Keith Ashley. and I like to play bingo online while listening to Infants on Thrones.
4: You can comment on this episode on the website infantsonthrones.com. And
2: if you really like what you hear, give the quorum a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. I
1: did. I did. I did. Anyone for the closing prayer? Hey there,
4: do you love the Mormon church? Do you love disco? Do you also like Mormon history, the way it can be spun around and pointed here and pointed there and have it retroactively say that God has been composing a complex orchestral masterpiece when it's really basically just impromptu, do what you feel when you feel it, disco moves on a dance floor, where the Mormon church, continuing the long-standing traditions of its treasure-seeking prophet, Joseph Smith, does what it has always done best. Who can forget this Mormon disco favorite All about the importantly important things That priesthood allows for both worthy men And worthy women in our sacred holy temples Do a little ordinance Promise to slit your throat a bit for love Get in doubt tonight In doubt tonight Or how about this nifty little ditty, which explains the origin and line upon line evolution of the priesthood, which I'm sorry, has evolved as far as it's going to evolve, ladies. I was a pure descendant of that righteous father Abraham. My sneaky European seeds of Ephraim made me so pure. Scattered, then gathered Then baptized by 40 And those hands laid on me And someone said "I loud He said, here, have some funky Priest, the white boy Have it Cause you know it's your right Have some Funky, priest." It's gonna stay with all my super guys. Yeah, that's right I said guys. My guys. guys Or who can stop humming this classic jam about words and their ever-changing evolutionists Just like God, from alpha to Omega of meanings. You what you gonna do? Do you want your some keys? What you gonna do? be ordained with some keys get down with Hey lady, get down with it, no need for cranky. get down with it, we've got your cover, get down with it, just rediscover, get down with it, there may be history, get down with it, that says we just be, get down with it, we just can't hide it, get down with it, so we'll redefine it, now how you gonna use it if you really don't know what it is, stop breaking down the walls, get away from sacred walls, ladies, God's the one who gives it so you really ought to point to him, we can't ordain you now, Blame God, it's not our fault. Yeah, it is. Get down with it. Hey, ladies. Get down with no it. No need for cranking. Get down with it. You can't correct it. Get down with Just it. Just do Accept it. Accept it. And who could not unforget this little trip down memory hole lane? talk about it sisters don't you talk about it talk about it talk about it ever just don't sisters ladies move on ladies move on or how about this tender ballad directly from the brain of a young joseph the prophet while gazing upon an even younger fanny alger or any of the other dozen or so subsequent serving girls he magnanimously gave to his wife, Emma. Girl, I've known you very well See you growing every day I never really little before But now you take my breath away An angel with a sharpened sword Told me that it's time for you and me To throw our cares away Move closer to that veil of hate Here in my arms you'll find your paradise Your only chance for eternal happiness If you reject me now, you'll spiritually die Oh, say you'll always be my baby Let me help you with that clasp We'll do this forever with this new and everlasting Something more than a woman I another woman to me Oh, so much more
2: than
5: Thank you for listening to Infants on Thrones.